Welcome to the Establish the Edge podcast. I'm your host, Mike Leone, here doing a quick solo episode on the news of DeAndre Hopkins signing with the Tennessee Titans. Before we get into that, though, want to uh, drop a couple of notes. First off, congrats to Jackson Kane, who works for us behind the scenes, gets these podcasts posted for us on getting married. He's off on his honeymoon. If you noticed, I screwed up last week and posted the wrong podcast for, I believe it was the AFC West episode. And that's what happens when Jackson is gone. I go full boomer and post the wrong podcast. But if you notice that when you're listening to it, just refresh the app. The audio should be updated as of now. And also just in general, I want to make sure everyone checks out that off-season projection special with Ben Gretsch that I did. We went through all eight divisions. That's all posted now. I think it'll be super helpful for people as they're drafting their best ball drafts now and getting ready for the season. But let's go to the Tennessee Titans and the news that DeAndre Hopkins signs with them and what that does. And let's start with Hopkins specifically. You can see if you're watching on our Established Run YouTube channel, I've got our rankings up for underdog fantasy and what the current ADP is. We've got Hopkins 38th overall as wide receiver 20. Underdog ADP has him 45th overall as wide receiver 24. So we're a bit more bullish than the market initially. And we're excited. The I, th- I think at first glance, it seems like a bad landing spot, especially when you're getting hyped up over maybe him potentially signing with Buffalo, potentially signing with KC. Those would have been huge wins for DeAndre Hopkins. But I think this is an okay spot. You know, Ryan Tannehill is a little bit underrated as a quarterback. He's been pretty efficient over the course of his career. Not a ton of volume, but he can support a wide receiver like DeAndre Hopkins. And Hopkins, when he came back last season after suspension, he just earned the type of volume that you don't do unless you're still performing really well. So I think the age concerns for him may be a bit overblown. He's such a good route runner, amazing hands, and he drew a 28% target share in his games after he returned uh, for Arizona last year on average. He steps into a Tennessee offense that really had nothing in terms of pass catchers. You know, a couple of fun young breakout potential players in Traylon Burks and Chigakonkwo, who we'll talk about, but beyond that, nothing. So there's no reason he shouldn't step into, I think we're projecting around a 25% target share with a 30% ceiling, but those numbers honestly may be conservative. And um, yeah, so we're, we're in on him. I think he's still a talented player that's just going to command the type of volume that in this wide receiver heavy environment, his target share is going to be a lot higher than a lot of other players that are going ahead of him or slightly behind him. So still bullish on DeAndre Hopkins in general, just bullish on this for the Tennessee offense overall. Let's start with the pass catchers though. Traylon Burks and Chigga Conquo. You can see on the screen, we're slightly behind ADP on those players right now, about half around behind ADP on a Conquo. Um, pretty much in line with Traylon Burke, slightly behind overall, but we and the market have him as wide receiver 39. I do think if you check out what's happened on DraftKings already, the movement on his ADP, I think he's going to drop more than he should. In our opinion, both the Conquo and Burke should drop about, let's say half a round overall. And they lose some really high-end potential outcomes in terms of just commanding absurd volume. But ultimately, this is one of the rare spots where DeAndre Hopkins can come in, grab his 25% target share, 
and it doesn't change the volume for a Conquo and Burks that much because that's how bad and that's the lack of depth that this team had going into making this transaction. So I think the volume concern is probably a bit overblown. We've also seen some research that when a team adds a talented wide receiver, it's good for everybody because it's good for the offense. It takes some pressure off trailing Burks, off a Conquo. So I think it should help their efficiency. And also, this is a spot where, honestly, if you're making the bet on Traylon Burks, if he's good enough to break out as a year two wide receiver, that type of archetype that we like to target, the signing of DeAndre Hopkins isn't going to prevent that. It might even help that. So, you know, it's a bit of a nuanced thing here where I think some of the floor cases get help because the offense should be better. The efficiency should be more solidified. And some of the mega bull cases are off the table in terms of earning like a 30% target share. But yeah, if the market overreacts to this, I'll be buying the Traylon Burks dip for sure. And I feel very similarly with a Conquell. And then you look at Derrick Henry. I think it's good news for him. It signals a couple of things. One, again, the offense overall, a little bit more insulated, a little bit more firepower with DeAndre Hopkins. That should mean more high value touches by the goal line for Derrick Henry, who we know is going to get 100% of those at the running back position for Tennessee. and. It also just makes me feel better that there's some outcomes off the table where this team, I don't want to say tanks, but struggles early, turns to Will Levis and just has one of those growing pains year. This is a team and, you know, somewhat weak division, even with Jacksonville, you know, kind of heavily favored there that they're, they're going to be competitive and they're going to stay in it. And this move signals that they're not throwing away the season by any means. So I think it's good for Derek Henry, especially at that two, three turn now where if you're afraid Josh Jacobs holds out, if you're afraid Saquon holds out, yeah, I don't share those concerns. But if you are, Henry starts to look pretty solid there. I know he's an aging running back and those players can fall off a cliff quickly, especially because last season he was more volume dependent and less efficiency dependent than in the past. But I feel pretty comfortable with him. And then if we move to Ryan Tannehill, what we see with him We've got him right now as QB 26, underdog ADP is QB 30, and it's great news for Ryan Tannehill. For Tannehill, it gives him another weapon. It should boost up his fantasy potential on a per-play, per-game basis. But again, that signal that this team is trying to compete right away is huge for him. We basically had Tannehill as undraftable prior to this, and I'll get into that a little bit more, but... We are just concerned that the upside wasn't there and the risk was high, especially end of the season when you want these players performing these best ball tournaments. If this team struggles, will they go to a rookie quarterback who they spent a decent amount of draft capital on? Um, Now I think that becomes much less likely. I think it's still on the table if things go really bad, but it's less likely things go bad and it's clear this team wants to win. So I think Tannehill is a really sharp value at the end of drafts right now. As far as why we were so low on Tannehill before, in general, the quarterback bets late that I don't want to make are guys that have limited upside and risk of not playing at some point. So I know a lot of people are pumped with their Ryan Tannehill value that they got. And this is one where I don't want to sound like I'm not trying to take an L here, but I'm kind of like, okay, with not having gotten this amazing closing line ADP value on Ryan Tannehill because as viable as I think he is as a late round quarterback now, 
there aren't a lot of outcomes where he's the league winner this season. But prior to the Hopkins signing, I think there were enough outcomes where he just totally tanked teams because he wasn't playing or because this offense was so incredibly stale that, you know, that's the type of bet I'm okay missing on. You know, I was really in on some other bets like Marquise Brown, where before the DeAndre Hopkins release from Arizona, I felt like he's being drafted at a point where he's fine if DeAndre Hopkins stays and there's huge potential if DeAndre Hopkins goes. Felt like that type of bet was a better risk reward thing. So just wanted to talk about that a little bit as far as why I personally wasn't drafting any Ryan Tannehill and I'm kind of okay missing that, but we have new information and we need to change our tune and he is a viable late round quarterback now. So that does it for, you know, the quick look at this Tennessee offense, as far as the impact on fantasy, I expect the market to overreact and the ADPs to drop too much on Hopkins, Burks, Conquo. the market will come up on Tannehill. So whether or not you're able to get him as a late round QB is up in the air, but overall, I think there is a buying opportunity uh, for the Tennessee Titans offense for you know, a look at all of our rankings, make sure you check out establishedrun.com. We're doing a good job keeping up with our ranks for all formats, especially the big best ball tournament. So you can check those out and make sure you get the established run draft kit. We're getting close to managed draft league season. So that'll help you a ton with your home leagues. Appreciate everybody tuning in. Catch you next time.